0: Get ready for every single reason Americans give for not being able to save enough money. Okay guys, we've got a lot of reasons to tell you about, but this isn't a 20-hour mini-series, so we're going to fall somewhere short of the thousand reasons why people believe that they can't save money. I'm Eric Powers with Sky Blue Wealth, and we do have a super long list of reasons and situations that people say prevent them from saving money. Many of these reasons surprised even me. And i think it's good to know what obstacles get in the way of things whether it comes to your fitness or your family goals or your financial goals so seeing what can derail other people is a huge help for avoiding those pitfalls yourself so let's learn from some experiences here now don't get me wrong everyone's situation is different of course we all get dealt good hands and decent hands or sometimes really bad hands like me if i'm playing poker and some things are just out of our control from the beginning but there are ways to hang on and then improve your situation if you take advantage of opportunities and catch a break or two along the way. So on that note, we are a society and I'd encourage all of us to help folks catch more breaks. Do more, teaching folks to fish so that they can eat for a lifetime due to the knowledge that you offer them or a job that you can provide them that may help them get a second chance. With that, we've got a lot to get to. Please tap that follow button to subscribe to the podcast And share the show with somebody who'd appreciate the solid retirement information and financial tips that you're going to hear. And stick around for the end of the show for some bonus tips, five things that wealthy people do not waste their time or money on. Now, for the first of many reasons that Americans don't or can't save money, I bet you're surprised too at this one, it's mental health issues. Now, this can be basically an extreme anxiety that keeps you from dealing with your finances due to all that stress that may be involved with it. But it also goes deeper into drugs and alcohol addiction, depression, you name it. Life and money are woven together in so many ways, it's crucial to remember almost all we do will affect our financial situation. So, how big of a crisis is this? Well, in 2019, just prior to the COVID 19 pandemic, 19.6% of adults experienced mental illness, which is the equivalent to nearly 50 million Americans. To that point, both adults and youth in the US continue to lack adequate insurance coverage, and 11.1% of Americans with mental illness are uninsured. You don't even have to mix that part with finance, and you can see the dark outcomes that arise from not getting help or feeling unable to seek the treatment that you feel you may need. Moving along to the next reason that people fail to save money, a job loss, which is the second most common reason for filing bankruptcy. The number one is actually medical bills and the number three is overwhelming debt. So a job loss is obviously tough on your wallet. Nothing comes in and bills still come in. It's worse than that though. How long will the dollars that you've saved last once the paycheck stops? Not very long for most Americans. Then if being out of work becomes a long-term thing, you can end up dealing with the mental aspects that we just discussed. Many people get down and out when they lose their job, regardless of whether they still get unemployment or severance pay. Also, they can lose their health and life insurance, which means that they then have to go on the outside to go and buy that, or to pay the very expensive cost of continuing their insurance through COBRA. That's why it's crucial to plan for a job loss. We may be up against a recession, who knows, but what happens is the income that disappears may not just affect your income. You need an action plan that covers your insurance needs for you and your entire family. Braces and dental work for kids is probably more important than playing golf six days a week, although I do enjoy a game of golf here and there. And by the way, just having your income reduced is also a factor in not being able to save money. This can happen in a job too, but it's more likely if you own a small business and you lose, let's say, a key client. It takes time to replace that customer who spent a lot of money with your company and you can't control the overall economy too. Just another reason to save more money now so that when times do get tough, you're prepared for the downturn. Next up on our list of why Americans aren't saving enough is instant gratification. We live in an on-demand country and it's getting worse every day, right? Delaying gratification sounds like blasphemy to people who expect DoorDash to be able to deliver Wendy's or their favorite restaurant food, or to be able to get an Amazon package multiple times throughout the day. I know my reference of having Wendy's delivered to your door Sounds a little crazy, but people do it all the time. It is fast food, but they still get it delivered. It's an extra cost that may seem affordable now, but you are paying for that, right? And you're not paying yourself first. Anyways, my point is that it becomes the norm that we get what we want when we want it. Netflix is one of the biggest drivers of this, right? It was super cool when they mailed DVDs to us, but then when we could watch millions of shows without having to go online at all to order those or to go to a video store or wait for a video to get to you in the mailbox, No commercials, holy cow, that became super hard to resist. And this bleeds over into financial decisions. We are probably way too quick to tap that buy button on certain stocks because it sounds like it may be great and a huge winner right away. No extra steps, it's just one click, one checkout process. This one click business is good business, not for us necessarily, but what it does is it satisfies the instant gratification that we all crave. And I'm sure from a scientific perspective, there's a reason for that. There's probably some chemical released in our brain that makes us feel super good when we get it done. Now, overspending is the consequence of that because this vibe is a huge reason that Americans do not save more. What's next? Health issues, so much in this area that could affect your finances. Medical bills are the only thing more costly in this category than college bills. Major surgery, even with great insurance, can set back most families. But it's not just the bills. You may have to take time off, which costs you usually, or you may lose your job. America isn't at the leading edge when it comes to work and medical time off. I was just reading in The Guardian about a woman. She gave birth, and then the next day, her employer called to see how she was doing and if she could come back into work the next day. I had to read it twice, and on that note, the U.S. has one of the highest maternity mortality rates among developed countries. One major sign that something probably isn't quite right. Lots needs to be fixed when it comes to our health system, I get it. But as you can tell, our reference here is health reasons, and they are a solid factor that can limit some folks from their ability to be able to save as much money as they'd like and or need to. But this next factor is not solid. Okay, it's flimsy. People say it's not the best time to save. They plan on doing it later, when the kids are older and they don't need as much, or when they get the next degree. Or when they find a partner because saving as a single person is tough, they say. Look, all of these reasons do make sense. But it's easy to let excuses get in the way of saving for an emergency or for those golden years. Oh, and a funny stat that caught my eye. This one comes from Bankrate.com based on a survey. 16% of people said that they haven't gotten around to saving more. And that's, uh, what's the word, vague. But hey, they might just be super busy. That same survey showed that 8% of people said that they just don't need to save more. Could take that two ways. They're either doing a great job already with savings or they don't see the purpose of it all. It's a scary thought on that second point though. All right, I'm gonna pivot a little bit so that you have the option to blame it on your parents. Okay, as for the parental influences and the environment in which you were raised, our next common reason, these are real obstacles in saving money. This is not made up or a flimsy excuse. If your parents never taught you how to ride a bike, when you turn 18, you're not likely to become a pro cyclist, right? Same goes for financial stuff. If mom and dad didn't make it a priority to teach you how to handle money and to save more of your income, then those are not going to be in the forefront of your mind. Your overall environment, same principle. Growing up in school with teachers who are just burned out all the time or have to deal with violence instead of focusing on kids, well, it sets kids up for failure in so many ways including handling finances, knowing about debt, how compound interest works. Basic info is handy to have early in life because they are the building blocks. It's somewhere to begin, you know? I'm an advocate of being educated in order to be able to make informed decisions. So when it comes to finance, I enjoy teaching people, usually adults, uh, about different money matters. However, kids need to hear it too. I've had many meetings, I call them roundtable meetings, where I will sit with the entire family and we will talk on different subject matters about things that may even be important to kids to learn early on. I find that just talking and teaching helps people to know what they don't know. They're just unaware. An example is a certain type of scam. Everyone knows about the Nigerian Prince emails. You do know, right? But who can know about all the scams out there? It's obvious to people now that timeshares are a terrible idea. It's common knowledge now, but it was not in the past. Back in the day, high-pressure salespeople made ridiculous promises so that people would buy in, but now they just can't get rid of those things. The knowledge wasn't easily available to them to be able to analyze what this meant. So, of course, they made the decisions and now they have to live with it. So that's why it's better to stay updated on financial news and intelligence that keep you ahead of the curve, which is one of the goals of this podcast. We want you to know as much as you can so that you can improve your financial position and grow your wealth. Although I'm in the business and I enjoy it, not everybody does. They don't enjoy getting into the details and learning about how money works, how the numbers work in order to be able to make wise decisions, but they probably should in order to know how to make wise decisions, how to analyze if the decision is good, bad, or otherwise. And while I'm at it, delete all of those emails from the Nigerian prince. He is a fraud. All right, one of the next two reasons for being unable to save money is not obvious. And the other one, maybe. Living in the moment. Most people know this can cause people to forget the future and the need to leave money saved up for the future. There's nothing wrong with living a full life, focusing on the present, soaking up all of those moments, all of those precious moments, whether it's with family, friends, or just life experiences and the way life is. When it comes to sitting in traffic though you're welcome to forget all of those moments if you'd like the other reason people may fail to save money it's a little less talked about they believe that they can earn their way to a comfortable retirement and if you invent google or the pet rock maybe so but most people need to earn a good salary plus invest and save from their income in order to have a comfortable retirement even if you could earn a ton of money at your job or in your business. Why leave income on the table, the income your money can earn through investing? It works while you sleep, it works when you're on vacation, and it even works when you're at work, it even works when you're not at work and retired. It's just a huge mistake to put all of your eggs in one basket of future earnings that's just not going to happen that way. You should sock it away as early as possible, as much as possible, in order to happily retire ever after. Money that sits around not growing isn't safe. It's a resource in decline due to inflation and other factors such as taxes. All right, let me be sure that I don't run over time here. Here are three more things that keep people from saving money. So many people just don't try a budget or they give up on it too soon when they don't see an immediate impact. Nobody who uses a budget consistently fails to save unless a major negative life event happens because saving is a budget category just like other basic needs, groceries, electricity, and ESPN, obviously. The next reason, believing that you earn more than you really take home. This can happen with a traditional job. After tax is really what counts. So don't count income you don't keep. Being realistic helps you to cut the corners and save instead of overspending. It's more of a problem for business owners, especially early on, they may see big revenues coming in and that clouds their vision from what all of the other expenses may be such as taxes eating away at those revenues or other big items that they need to save for in order to support the business knowing and understanding some basic accounting principles being able to read your p l your profit and loss statement is a must-have skill whether you're actually running a spa or a remodeling business one more reason and i love this because it's so on point but people miss it. Somehow, people get confused that saving money is the same as getting a good deal on something you want to buy. You probably just shouldn't have bought it in the first place. Either because you couldn't have afforded it in the first place or because you already have five TVs. I think that having plenty of money for emergencies and retirement is a good deal. Not 25% off blue jeans because they seem like a good deal, but we're never on the budget in the first place. Oh, and some jeans, by the way, are now like $200. That absolutely freaking blows my mind. Okay. We're coming closer to the finish, we're not there yet, but instead of running through a recap today, I'm actually gonna go through the five things that wealthy people generally just don't waste their time or money on. Remember, rich and famous folks are different than those who are wealthy, which many people are wealthy. A 2015 data point from Nielsen shows that adults and households with income under $25,000 spent considerably more time consuming media, whether it's TV or video games or radio, compared to adults in households with annual incomes over $75,000. Another tidbit, the founder of IKEA told Newsweek that he doesn't wear anything that's not from a flea market. That's extreme, but it shows that luxury items that don't hold value usually don't entice wealthy people. And get this, only 8% of wealthy people use more than one credit card. Meanwhile, 77% of poor people have multiple credit cards. Paying interest on credit cards means that you can't save as much, but also think about the hassle that comes along with juggling all these cards to make sure that you don't go over and pay penalties, excess interest, etc. And by the way, that's probably way too many passwords to remember anyways. Back to wealthy people, they always avoid late fees and things that simply don't last. They don't usually mind paying more for long-lasting brands or things that have lifetime guarantees, but buying the cheapest item in a category isn't saving money if they have to replace it sometime within the next couple of years. As for the late fees, wealthy people are organized and this makes it easier for them to pay attention to any unnecessary fees of any kind. I knew a guy once who sat on hold with Delta for six hours in order to resolve a matter. It was an error on their part. They overcharged him for something, some ridiculous fee, but he got the money back at the end of it. It was the principle of it and he was willing to spend that time to resolve it. But I do suggest looking at ways that you can save money and consider why you may not be saving enough at the moment. There are legitimate reasons and some that you can overcome fairly easily. If you need to talk about a plan or save more for your future, of course, I'd love to talk to you and I'd love for you to get in touch so that we can talk about options that you may have on the table. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next time for the retirement talk and savings suggestions. Have a great day. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.